SBS Radio. South Wales Minister for Multiculturalism Michael Curie says culturally diverse communities are among the big winners in last night's budget. $28 million is being allocated to fund several initiatives and activities, including $16 million towards supporting language services and $2 million to support community cultural events. Mr Kuro told SBS Arabic 24 it marks a record number of spending on the state's culturally and linguistically diverse communities. Uh, what we're seeing is for the first time ever in New South Wales history, we're investing uh, a lot of money into our state's multicultural future and our multicultural communities will receive uh, record funding uh, over $28 million package, which will see $16 million from that $28 million to support language services, which is a massive win. And Australia is set to contribute money to a new global fund to help protect countries against future pandemics. Federal Health Minister Mark Butler spoke alongside Treasurer Jim Chalmers at a virtual G20 meeting, calling it an opportunity to strengthen Australia's pandemic response. The fund, established through the World Bank and World Health Organisation, will bring together key institutions to help tackle the risks of future pandemics in the wake of COVID-19. Australia's final contribution to the fund will be determined as part of existing federal funding for overseas development assistance. Mexican President André Manuel López Obrador says he will ask US President Joe Biden to address the case of Julian Assange, saying Mexico would open its doors to the WikiLeaks founder if he were released. UK Home Secretary Priti Patel on Friday approved Mr Assange's extradition to the United States to face criminal charges. Mr Assange's wife vowed to fight using every possible legal avenue. Mr Obrador says he considers Mr Assange the best journalist of our time. I want to say that I will ask US President Biden to address the case of Julian Assange. Humanism must prevail. Mexico opens its doors to Assange in the event that he will be released. There are mechanisms to do it. Meanwhile, former Australian ambassador to the United States, Joe Hockey, says Australia should not engage in megaphone diplomacy in relation to Julian Assange's extradition to the United States. He says Prime Minister Anthony Albanese is correct not to take part in such measures, saying it doesn't work well at all with the US. Mr Hockey says securing an outcome privately would be the right judgment. Attempts to so far secure the WikiLeaks founders' freedom has had the coalition divided. Opposition leader Peter Dutton has said Australia shouldn't interfere with the US legal process, while former Nationals leader Barnaby Joyce says it would set a dangerous precedent to allow Mr Assange to be extradited to the United States. 
and Victoria has officially banned the public display of the Nazi swastika, with legislation passing Parliament on Tuesday. People can now be charged with a criminal offence if they do not comply with a police directive to remove the symbol. Religious versions of the symbols tied to certain faiths remain legal, while there will be some exceptions for historical purposes, education and art. And senior Republican officials testifying in public hearings in the United States say they face pressure to make false voter fraud claims by former US President Donald Trump. The House committee investigating the January 6th riots at the US Capitol heard from several members of the Republican Party in its fourth public hearings. State election officials in Georgia and Arizona say Donald Trump supporters threatened them and their families after they refused to help Mr Trump overturn his 2020 election defeat. Arizona House Speaker Rusty Bowers gave testimony saying Mr Trump's former attorney asked him to decertify electors. You are asking me to do something that is counter to my oath when I swore to the Constitution to uphold it, and I also swore to the Constitution and the laws of the state of Arizona, and this is totally foreign as an idea or a theory to me, and I would never do anything of such magnitude without deep consultation with qualified attorneys. Officials in the U.S. state of Texas say the law enforcement response to the Uvalde school shooting that killed 19 children and two teachers was an abject failure. The Texas Department of Public Safety's director, Stephen McCraw, told a Senate hearing terrible decisions were made by the on-site commander, saying officers who responded to the scene didn't have enough training. Colonel McCraw says there were enough armed officers at the school as early as three minutes after the shooter entered the building. There's compelling evidence that the law enforcement response to the attack at Robb Elementary was an abject failure and antithetical to everything we've learned over the last two decades since the Columbine massacre. And Russia is threatening to retaliate against Lithuania over a ban on the transport of Russian goods to Kulingard. Kulingard has particular significance to Moscow as it is the headquarters of Russia's Baltic fleet. The city's governor, Anton Ilikhanov, says the Lithuanian ban could affect around half of the Russian territory's imports. The ban on the transport of goods forms part of a newly imposed sanctions by the European Union. Russia's foreign ministry has issued a statement saying there will be severe consequences if transit via Lithuania isn't restored immediately. And an environmental group is taking legal action to stop a major new offshore gas development in Western Australia. The Australian Conservation Foundation has lodged a case in the federal court to stop Woodside Energy's Scarborough gas project 375 kilometres off the coast of the Pilbara region. The project is awaiting final approval by the National Offshore Petroleum Safety and Environmental Management Authority, which means it's exempt from national environment laws. But the ACF's chief executive, Kelly O'Shaughnessy, says their court case will argue that the mine's likely impact on the Great Barrier Reef will need to be assessed. 
There are national environmental laws that state that any damage um, that a proposed mine might have on the Great Barrier Reef needs to be assessed. Woodside believe they have an exemption from that rule and we will argue that they do not because the exemption only applies if a proposed gas mine will not impact the Great Barrier Reef. Clearly, with climate change being the biggest cause of um, destruction to the reef and the Scarborough mine fueling climate change, there is a direct link there which we will prove. And Hollywood actor Martin Sheen says he regrets changing his name for his career. The West Wing star told a US publication Closer Weekly his name change is still legally... His name, rather, is still legally Ramon Estevez on his birth certificate. He said, sometimes you get persuaded when you don't have enough insight or even enough courage to stand up for what you believe in and you pay for it later. The 81-year-old is the father of Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen and says when Emilio expressed interest in acting, the only influence he wanted to have on him was not to change his name. And now to a look at sport for this Wednesday. And the Australian men's hockey team has announced its lineup for next month's Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. The Kookaburras are going for their seventh straight gold medal, having won it at every Commonwealth Games since the sport was included back in 1998. Among those selected for the team, which is ranked number one in the world, are eight debutants and ten who have played in previous Commonwealth Games. Kookaburra's coach Colin Batch says despite the team's success in the past, the current playing group will be looking to make its mark on the games in its own right. It's a really competitive tournament, it's condensed, um, you know, we've got some tough uh, matches. We've got Scotland, New Zealand, um, South Africa and then Pakistan and then likely to meet India and or England at some stage later in the tournament. So there's some pretty good hockey teams there and uh, ones that have uh, played a lot of pro league recently so they've got some uh, good experience under their belt. And now for a look at today's weather. Perth showers developing 22 degrees. Adelaide shower or two 17. Melbourne early shower or two and 16. Hobart partly cloudy 14. Canberra mostly sunny 13 degrees. Wollongong much the same 18. Sydney, sunny, 18 degrees. Newcastle, similar conditions in 18. Brisbane, sunny, 23. Cairns, possible showers, 26. And Darwin today, sunny and 33 degrees. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from.